Wrestling Inc. podcast. Oh, Hell in a Cell, what a year. Hell in a Cell, a match that I thought anything goes. It's hell. It's a cell. But apparently, you can be disqualified. We're going to talk about that and lots more. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by Raj Giri and the Blueprint, Matt Morgan, to talk about Hell in a Cell 2019. Matt, what did you think of tonight's pay-per-view? <laughs> We're talking before we went on the air just a little bit. We tried to save it for the show, obviously, but uh, obviously couldn't get out what the hell happened at the end of the pay-per-view. We'll get into that as we go through the show, I'm sure. But the, the, the pay-per-view started off really good, I thought, with a very good match. Not fan of the outcome. They continue to beat Sasha. Stupid. Um, but I didn't like the pay-per-view. I didn't. It could have changed. It could have changed had Bray go, gone over. But uh, Yeah, yeah I right? Like I did not like it. Raj? I thought this was the worst pay-per-view uh, in a long time. Yeah, definitely of the year. I'm trying to think of the, the, the last one that was worse. I mean, it started off hot. Sasha and, ba- uh, Sasha, and, Sasha and Becky, they stole the show. They had an awesome match. And then it was just shit after that. I mean, progressively worse. Like, you know, uh, Randy Orton and Ali, they had a good match. And then that was about it. Then it was just, it was the third hour of Raw. This whole pay-per-view was the third hour of Raw. Mm. You get to the main event. And then that shitty ending, the fans were chanting refund at the end. They were chanting AEW. <laughs> when do you have that happen at a WWE pay-per-view, right? When's the last time that happened at a WWE pay-per-view? It's been a while. I can't remember. Uh, they booked themselves into a corner, and instead it was the fans that had to pay for it. And they gave a shitty ending. Last year's Hell in the Cell, I don't know if you guys remember, they did the same thing. It was uh, Roman Reigns and Braun Strowman. They had it ended in no contest when Brock oh. Lesnar came in. So they're just killing this Hell in a Cell gimmick. Like the whole point Good of Hell point. in a Cell is to, you know, be and, this explosive end. And they'll be all to it. Yeah, definitely. Exactly. It's to be. So yeah. it, it, I, this just this sucked. This was a, a terrible pay-per-view. And after a week of their paper, you know, their competition killing their show, NXT, um, and it was a strong seven days of wrestling between Fox and yep. Raw season premiere and everything. And then to end it with this, it just sucked. Mm-hmm. It had promise, too, that the, the final match, the, Bray Wyatt's music is, and that's not like a mark, but his music is awesome. His entrance is awesome. Everything about him is awesome. Yeah. How they do everything with him. Yeah. Um, and then that happens. <laughs> they could have saved the pay-per-view, I think, if he would have walked out of there yes. with his title. Yeah. Or something. Something so- big. Something huge. I think the only thing tonight the fans would have accepted for him not winning would have been interference from The Undertaker. Yeah. Yeah. Stone Cold, maybe. It would have to be Mm -hmm. something on that level, yes. Because what they delivered was was not it. Uh, Clearly. What about Seth Rollins basically... Was committing manslaughter. <laughs> ring, ring. I mean, he like t- he's like taking a chainsaw. <laughs> I mean, I started laughing. At oh my gosh, it was so stupid. It got so stupid after a while. It's one thing when you're, you know, when you're just beating the shit out of someone with a chair. You, you, you're used to that in wrestling, but when he's u- using a toolbox and a sledgehammer, it just got effing dumb. He smashed his face, his cheekbone, all that would be smashed in pieces. I mean, I get we have to suspend our disbelief. I do it to the best of my ability, but come on. Right. And and his, but really quick, his care, his uh, body language, his no selling. It might sound easy, but the way he does it, us, uh, um, Bray, is different than the way the other monsters would no sell. Mm-hmm. 
like, like seriously, like his body language, his mechanics, his moveset even is different. If you notice, he's doing a lot of different things that I don't recall him doing too much. There's a lot of his normal playing his hits that he normally does, but his offense is awesome. Everything about him is just red hot and they're going to mess it up. Yeah. Yeah, um, I think the commenter said it earlier. Not only is Vince insulting the audience's intelligence, he's insulting his own. Mm -hmm. He's been putting the fiend over as uh, the hottest thing in the company. It's night the way they did this. My issue with the match, and we'll talk about it in greater detail later, is that this wasn't really about the fiend even getting his licks in on Seth Rollins. He got a couple blows in on him. But for the most part, this was just about what does Seth have to do to destroy this guy? And it was just Bray uh, no-selling the taking of abuse. And some of it was cool, right? I got goosebumps a couple times when he first stood up, right? The kicking out on one and things like that. That was cool as hell. I was like, this is awesome. You know, and they had me. Yeah. They lost me real quick. <laughs> they went from awesome to stupid and, you know, uh, in two seconds. I mean, it was uh, it was like record time. Good, so, good, 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 good point. Really quick. Roman and Brian was a good match, I thought, too, by the way. Not fantastic, you know. But. Yeah, yeah. That, that actually was a good match. Yeah, uh, so that being said, Raj, let's run through the card. you have it up for tonight, what we saw starting with the pre-show? Yeah, so at the pre-show, we had Natalia versus Lacey Evans. Um, this is like the, the eighth time they've wrestled in the last couple, like the last month. Uh, this time, it was Natalia getting the win, so not exactly 50-50, I guess. It's probably like 60-40 in, in Natalia's favor, but it's just a, a nothing feud, and, and they're going to wrestle again tomorrow on Raw. Last woman standing. Last woman standing match. So, yeah, that was the, uh, that was the pre-show match. I don't know. Lacey Evans, I, I just feel like you built her up. Why bury her? Not not bury her, but why not beat her so much her. right now? Yeah, yeah, she should be a center, in my opinion, a center attraction type of booked talent. No, she's special. She's different. She's over as hell with her character. She gets it. She makes me invest emotionally in what she's doing. She mm-hmm. doesn't think you're supposed to do. She has to win tomorrow night. She has to beat Natalia in the last woman standing match. Yeah. Yeah. And then move on to something else. Yeah. Uh, oh, I see how it is there, Rush. And I'm trying to see how I can remove this comment because they're flowing so fast. I can't find the original one. To uh, there we go. <laughs> oh man. Uh, so we opened with Becky versus Sasha, the female Helena Cell match tonight. And Matt, I want to get your take on this. Sasha Banks did not get that much needed win. We all agreed that she mm-hmm. really, really, really needed tonight. Yes. She came. She came back edgy as hell. Um, different, different look, different vibe. A heel. We always wanted her to see, be, see her being back in her natural, you know, habitat, if you will, which is she's Miss Thank Queen B, right? Yeah, and that's what she gave us, and with a little bit more edge to her. And they just continue to beat her or put her in scenarios in which she's not winning. Like you don't, you do that with some talents. I get why, but not with ones again. Not comparing her to Bray Wyatt, but. Somebody that comes in that's that's hot. You, you gotta you gotta keep fanning those flames. And she I don't the, know what I'm, I don't know what I'm missing. Why they wouldn't do that here? Exactly. She is the first woman since Becky Lynch to have some real steam behind her, and to just every week, you know, uh, Becky's been getting the better of her. Sasha's the one, you know, with her tail between her legs running off. Mm-hmm. So this would have been the time to get, you know to have her get her big win, and instead you just make her look more like like a loser, and that's ultimately what fans start seeing them as. Yep. You know, you can kill a push real quick, you could kill specialness real quick, and they're doing that with Sasha, and she has something that not many of the other women right now have, and to just you know piss it away is what they're doing. 
Do you think yeah, checking my blueprint moniker? That's what she's got. Well, let's talk <laughs> about that in a second. But, but do you think? Uh, do you think Becky is too hot right now? And Becky, they almost need to keep her protected. Same with Seth. The, 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 these pairs should never have touched one another. Seth not versus Bray should never have happened, and these two should never have happened this early. Yeah, exactly. If you don't want to beat uh, Becky, that's fine. Then don't put her with Sasha. Yeah. Put her with someone else. Yep, they book themselves in these corners. Yeah. Uh, so speaking of which, tonight, three times commentary, just flat out referred to Sasha as the blueprint, Sasha Banks tonight. I'm so, so By the time this podcast is out, I'm sure a t-shirt will be up on a WWE <laughs> shop. I'll expect my royalty. Oh, <laughs> I tweeted a joke, Matt, about that just to keep it going. That was a bad move tonight. Lots of people not knowing this mm-hmm. podcast that we've been talking about mm-hmm. this like it's no shade on Sasha I mean it's just it's it's kind of funny no, we love fans. Sasha on the I mean we are the biggest Sasha fans like yeah. on the internet pretty much yeah. um you know yeah. we're we're always uh talking about how she needs to be protected she's a star mm-hmm. but don't steal the blueprint well, or <laughs> say something, right? I mean, at least with the Becky Lynch thing with the man that was direct reference, they acknowledged they referenced Ric Flair at first and Charlotte and her dad, and it all made sense. Yeah. Something. I don't know. Uh, but this match tonight was great, I thought, with the exception of uh, – it was weird, with the exception of Becky winning. I thought this match was fantastic. It was his match of the night easily. Easy match of the night. They, they busted their asses. Nothing – you know, uh, there's a lot of women's matches uh, where – there's missed spots or a little sloppiness, and this was not one of them. Everything looked, everything looked crisp, everything looked clean, everything made sense. It was, uh, it was awesome. Yeah. Where do you think they go from here in the women's division? We'll talk about Charlotte and SmackDown in the women's championship, but what do you do now with Becky is still the Raw Women's Champion, and she opened SmackDown on Fox, the highest-rated segment of the night with The Rock. I can't help but think that Fox wants to move her, her over to the blue brand in this draft, mm-hmm. but she's got the title belt. Does she lose it tomorrow in a rematch? Does she lose uh, it on the Monday draft on raw in a rematch? I think they did. Good I think, yeah, I think that, I think she does lose it. I think she has to go to SmackDown because they, they put that t- TV time on her. I'm sure they want her. <clears> they, <throat> like they put her with the rock, you know, that's not a, uh, that's not an insignificant segment. So, uh, she's yep. got to be going to SmackDown. So yeah, maybe tomorrow night they do the rematch and Sasha gets the win there, and it they protected Beck, you know, protected Becky by having her win tonight, so that way they could justify it. But I can't see them. Uh, I can't see Becky staying on Raw. I mean, S- SmackDown is now the A show. I think that's you know we'll, we'll get to the SmackDown ratings later, but um, that's the priority. Yeah. Uh, what was the second match on the main card tonight? So after that, we went to uh, Roman Reigns and Daniel Bryan versus Eric Roman, Rowan and Luke Harper. I thought for sure that Daniel Bryan was going to turn on Roman Reigns here because he has had the weakest babyface turn for a top guy ever. Uh, But it turned out it wasn't the case. They had a really good match, actually. I mean, these guys busted their ass. Uh, The end saw... Harper hit a dragon suplex on Brian. Uh, Brian countered. Reigns hit a Superman punch on Harper. Brian hit a running knee, and Reigns followed up with a spear for the pin. And Brian and Roman got the win after the match. Uh, you know, Roman reached out his hand. Brian was going to shake it, moved away, and then asked for a hug. Crowd went crazy. 
And then Roman was about to walk away, then came back in, they hugged, crowd went nuts. It was a very cool spot. A scary spot was Brian afterwards was leaving the ring. And while he was leaving, he kind of collapsed and then, you know, picked himself up and kept walking. The camera quickly cut away. So hopefully he was just selling. I hope that's all it is. Um, You know, we know Brian's history and everything. And it wasn't, you know, he had already hugged Roman and seemed fine. So it did seem very awkward that he would do that if he was selling no i agree uh yeah this was a very good match but it was weird that they got so today i'm sure everybody was paying attention they added half the pay-per-view to the card this afternoon <laughs> more than half yeah yeah. <sighs> yeah i was saying they should they should name this pay-per-view wwe afterthought yeah right <laughs> it's like wwe oh shit there's a pay-per-view today that's <laughs> what they should call it but yeah. yeah, yeah, it's uh, something else, man. Let's uh, take a break. Thank the sponsor of this episode, Blue Chew. Guys, are a lot of your matches ending in a disqualification lately? <laughs> Is it perhaps a no contest situation where you're unable to compete, as it were? Uh, are you finding you once had a nickname and now somebody else has it and they're just looking like, who's this guy? I don't even know who I am anymore. Good news. If your sex life is no longer heaven or hell, if if your boner's in purgatory, Blue Chew can help. BlueChew.com, that's blue like the color blue, blue like the blueprint. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach, and since they are chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever that moment arises. You've heard us talk about it. You've heard Raj give way too much detail. You've heard Matt uh, smirk because he knows what he's working with. He knows, uh, you know, he's not shorty G, as it were, in the, in the bedroom. Uh, and you see that look of confidence. Blue Chew can give you that. You've heard me talk about it in, let's face it, any amount of detail is uncomfortable, so I'm just going to spare you that. But uh, let's just say uh, with Blue Chew in the bedroom, I'm no longer Mr. Rubenstein. I'm Glenn, the good time guy. Blue Chew solves all your problems, makes it all work, and not just for any guy who flat out can't perform. It's for any guy who wants that extra function to enhance their performance in the bedroom. If you talk that good game, Blue Chew is your secret weapon for round two, three, four, and more, and it'll give you a hell of a round one to boot. Blue Chew is prescribed online, shipped straight to your door in a discreet package, so no in-person doctors visit, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. They are made in the USA, and they prepare and ship direct, so they're cheaper than a pharmacy. And if you think about it, it's, this is going to be the most patriotic thing you've ever done for your sex life, is buying some Blue Chew. Uh, and we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com. Get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code WINC. You're only going to pay $5 shipping. That's B-L-U-E-Chew.com, promo code WINC, to try it free. Blue Chew, the better, cheaper, faster choice. And we thank them for sponsoring the Wrestling Inc. podcast. And we thank them for improving the sex lives of all of our listeners throughout the last year uh it's absolutely fantastic cannot endorse it enough bluechew.com promo code winc to try it free <laughs> the comment section with the blue Chew ad is phenomenal today. <laughs> i think blue I, Chew's seriously I, I i feel like i need a blue chew after tonight but can you imagine think about all the guys <laughs> who are trying to get down with their lady 
poor women trying to get down with their men tonight. And they're like, honey, honey, what's wrong? What's not happening? It's like, I'm just so distraught about Bray not getting the title at Hell in a Cell. The booking of WWE is ruining my sex life. Blue the chew. only reason I won't do it is because I remember how uncomfortable you were when you took that blue chew that one time we did the podcast. <laughs> and you just looked like you were going to explode. Well, some might say I was more comfortable, more in my element. Glenn's, than key Glenn's keyboard kept going like this. Yeah, <laughs> I think it was really the audience that was the most uncomfortable, Raj. Uh, but uh, yeah, it was just, uh, just good really stuff. Quick, the real read, deal. Read quick, read this comment from Tim Howard. Seth will get more booze tomorrow when Roman, uh, than Roman did the night after he beat Undertaker. You guys think that? Uh, yeah, I think, I think Seth's Seth a marked booed. man right now. Yeah, I think this, this did not do Seth any favors. And Seth wasn't that great as champion as a babyface. I mean, we've talked about this. They I don't think this is his most memorable run. They don't help him at all in this regard. They put him with Becky. They've done other silly stuff with him. He was red hot, white hot at one point, if you remember. With yep. everyone going, burn it down. And when that started. and Last year after the gauntlet match, he was on fire. He was. And they have just made him lame as shit. Yep. Yeah. So they got to do something. Uh, what was the third match on the card tonight? So after that, we went to uh, Randy Orton versus Ali. This was oh, another yeah. one that was made earlier today. Um, really good match. I mean, you know, Orton is Orton. He can, uh, with someone like Ali, he can have just a spectacular match. And I thought they, they had a really fun match. It, it went fast. It was fast paced. Ali looked, Ali looked great, but ended up with Randy Orton catching him with an RKO out of nowhere for the pin. So Orton with the win, but Ali looked really good. When he, yeah. he pushed, I was going to say real quick, Glenn, he, I could tell he pushed him. You could tell, I always tell when Glenn, and Glenn, when Randy is, is work working or versus just dialing it in or phoning it in generally. Yeah. And when he phones it in, it's hard to even tell sometimes because he is so damn talented, but yeah. he was going tonight. You could tell he was excited to work in. Well, yeah. This I, looked like a match where Orton wasn't looking to uh, raise his stock, but really help Ali out. Yeah. I like even though Ali was losing, he, it looked like he was really trying to help him out. Yeah, Ali should have won. <laughs> Ali should have won after that counter. They made a big deal about that counter. To the RKO. Yeah. What I think that would have ignited this and made it a feud that people really paid attention to by showing this yep. isn't just the legend going over the newer guy. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, but this again, <clears throat> you'd like to hope so, but it probably isn't. But this could be the start of the feud, and then it ends up with Ali eventually beating Orton. Which, if that is the storyline, that would make sense for Orton cool. to win at the beginning. Yeah. But as we've seen with WWE, a lot of times you can't put that much faith in it. But if, it, if mean, that is the case, then then this result made sense. Not, not, not to make like a cheap plug here for AEW or anything, but like, <laughs> no, 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 I was going to say like, like wins do matter to us fans. Yeah. They legitimately do. I don't know why people, even as a wrestler, oh, I'm sure. thinking that. And I was made to think as a wrestler. Oh, by, by a creative team, like, oh, like, it doesn't matter. If you're you're going to get your heat back as soon as the match is over and you come back in and glom so-and-so from behind after they pinned you. No one's even going to remember it. And I remember thinking, like, what the hell are we doing this for? No one's going right. to remember. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, what's the point of a match if the win or loss doesn't matter? Then you're just watching a performance. It's not. And that was their way to play, Kate. It's just babyface me and shut me up from probably crying about leaving or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> Who knows? But, but, but the point was is, like, it's worthless and, and, yeah. and it can't be that way. We have to give a crap and we do as fans. Could you imagine if a football season, if the games, the, it didn't matter who won or lost, no one would get, you know, I wouldn't watch. I wouldn't watch. I wouldn't why care. Would, no one cares. Yeah. It, there has to be a reason. Yeah. 
And WWE knows this. This is what Lesnar never loses, right? I mean, they know it deep inside. Mm. It's probably, you know, they tell their other talent that they don't consider yes. special that wins and losses don't matter. Yep. But they know that it does. <laughs> yep, he's right. Do they have that backstage? Is there a guy whose job it is to go to someone like um, Ali no, Abu tonight and just I'll be tell like, you with, with, yeah. with TNA, it was Russo. Vince used to say that to, to, to me and others many times. Vince also used to try to convince us there's no such thing as a push. I'm like, what? what? Of course yeah, there is. Please. I can't. I go. I go. Listen, Vince. I can't come in here, take a pen, and put it to paper and say Matt Morgan uh, pins Hulk Hogan with foot on chest. I can't say <laughs> that. I can't write that. Right. You can. I can't. When you write that, that's a push, my friend. I'm just picturing someone backstage going up to Ali, you know, patting him on the head, going, "Buck up, little camper. You'll get him next time. Wins and <laughs> losses don't matter. The fans are just happy to see you wrestle. You got that time on the pay per view. Your career's going great." To a degree, <laughs> a little bit of that, you know, maybe not patting on the head and the, you know, but the, hey, you had a great showing. You got over tonight, which is true, by the way. I will say this much: you can lose a match, and both talents in that ring can get over. Sure, but there's a time when you got to either crap or get off the pot with certain talents that got to start winning matches for people to move forward with caring about them and pay off that emotional investment in them. Yeah. You don't watch yeah. a Rocky movie, not caring who wins or loses, right? Could you, you imagine? That's the Seriously? whole point. And, and wrestling is a Rocky movie. It's you got your baby faces, right. you got your heels, you got your people that you get mm -hmm. behind, you know, and, and, yeah. and the larger than life characters and the storyline. And that's ultimately, it's an athletic play. Hold on. The first Rocky movie did end in a tie. No, it didn't. Uh, yes. Creed, Creed won. Oh, he won Rocky. the decision in the tie. So it's even yeah. worse. Yeah, but then he comes back and wins. No, it's not. There was a, there was a win and loss. A loss uh, took place. We emotionally invested even more. That's right. It went to the back. judges. And the judges. WWE right. would have him lose again the next movie. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. You get knocked out in the second round in the next movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. Rocky. Uh that's, I'm just thinking about the Rocky franchise now. All right. <laughs> Which is better. I would have rather have watched Rocky five than Hell in a Cell tonight. That's how bad aspects of that ending of that pay-per-view is tonight. I thought Rocky five was all right. Wait, with Tommy Gunn? Really? Yes, yeah. I did. I was a Tommy Morrison fan. Yeah. And with the evil, you know, the evil manager turning him against him. That was such a classic pro wrestling storyline. It was. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Okay. There we go. <laughs> All right. So up next, we had the women's tag team title match again announced today. Half these matches were announced today, as Glenn brought up earlier. Asuka and Kyrie Sane versus Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. Uh, this wasn't bad. Uh, the finish saw Asuka spitting green mist in Cross's face and kicking her to cover her for the pin and to win the titles. I don't know if this was a heel turn. Um, I don't care. I like it. Yeah, exactly. This actually, <laughs> you got a real women's team now yep. uh, with the tag titles. Kyrie Sane, I, I tweeted this earlier. I think she's a superstar if given a real opportunity. Um Asuka with the green mist. I remember watching the great Muda as a kid and just being like astounded whenever he'd do that. I'd be like, how the hell does he do that? Yeah. And, yep. you know, so Matt, how do they do that? <laughs> There's some, they have a balloon. Tajiris have balloons. So um, where do they hide it? Like just in the trunks? In their or? pants. In their pants. Um, and then they put it in their mouth during the match. So, yeah, and then once the match starts, it's in their mouth at that point when they want to go and do that part of the match. Because I was the same like you as a kid. I just didn't watch his matches forever. And back on VHS tapes, I'd rewind it and go, where did he do it? How did he get it in his mouth? Right. I just assumed the dude wrestled the entire match with crap in his mouth. I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah. He opened his mouth here. There was nothing in there then. Right. I could never figure it out. 
Yeah. But yeah, little uh, Tajiri used to put them in balloons and then put these balloons in his pants. And then throughout the match, he put it in his mouth at the time he'd blow his mist, spit the mist out or whatever. And then just put the balloon back in his pants or? I don't remember that part. Huh. It's not like a, this big balloon. It's like, mm-hmm. a, imagine what a limp balloon looks like, like this tiny. You know, with just a little bit of the food without the blue chew in there. Yeah. <laughs> it's right. so it's so tiny. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Well, this tonight I thought was pretty good. I, if, if the story had led up to this tonight, this would have been an awesome payoff if we'd really gotten something between Kari and Asuka against Alexa and Nikki, not just have it sort of be spur of the moment. I mean, I'm in favor of them winning these titles, though. Like sure. Rock said, legit teams now got them. They'll give these two girls some spotlight, which they definitely deserve. So underutilized. <laughs> Our Twitter poll on uh, whether Hell in a Cell was a thumbs up or a thumbs down. Right now, it's four people voting a thumbs up. 386 with a thumbs down. <laughs> so pretty, uh, pretty unanimous. Well, I think the WWE Universe is pot committed to a Bray Wyatt title run and they were denied tonight sasha versus uh you know sasha versus becky should have went on last mm. at least you would have left a, a a good taste in people's mouths yeah, as far as a, at least a good match i mean the setup was perfect too like the cage was cool i thought the cell itself was dope looking the lights were awesome everything about it was great you know yeah but on the cell itself just yeah. not that Who are these four people that voted yes? All right, let's see. Vince, Shane, <laughs> Triple H, Stephanie. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, all right, so up next, another makeshift match. And so why even put this match together if you're going to give a crap finish? But is the OC versus the Viking Raiders and their mystery partner, Braun Strowman. Uh, the finish saw... Uh, uh, Anderson uh, Anderson Gallows take out Braun after he had hit AJ, and the referee called for the bell after they took turns on him. So a uh, DQ finish, Braun Strowman and the Viking Raiders, which uh, why have a DQ finish with Braun Strowman? He could pin Anderson, and you're fine. He's moving on to Tyson Fury. Yeah. Uh, why a DQ? Yes. I, it makes no sense. Yes, you're right. Everything you just said is exactly correct. He needs to have a strong win. There's nothing wrong with him beating every single person on this roster, quite frankly, let alone, you know, one of the guys in the OC. I'm also, I don't like when the mystery partner or the surprise guest is somebody on the roster. Whenever yeah, you I just wrestled the other night. Yeah. When you build it that way, you think like, oh, who is it going to be? Who's going to come out of retirement? Who's going to. Who's this outsider? Yeah. Yeah. But that's just kind of boring. It's like, yeah. hey, tomorrow night, Raj, we got a mystery guest on the podcast. And then we show up and it's Matt. I don't know if you remember this, Glenn, but Matt, do you remember that that time in the 90s when uh, someone had to pull out of a pay-per-view and they were hyping this big mystery partner at the end and it turned out to be Savio Vega, who was already on the roster. It was like the biggest fart in church when he came out and they're building it up the whole pay-per-view. Like they're going to have a mystery partner. <laughs> How bad was it, Raj? Because I don't remember. I remember watching as a fan, but I don't remember looking online at the time as a fan. How was it when Vince was the one revealed as the? Oh my god! Power? Did everyone make shit on it online? Yeah, or, yeah. It yeah. was like uh, what's the modern day equivalent? It's like when Triple H when they had the whole uh, with CM Punk and Kevin Nash and who texted Kevin oh, Nash? Oh god, yeah, yeah. And then Triple H was like, "You texted yourself." <laughs> <laughs> It was, it was similar to that. The Vince thing was, it was bad, but you didn't have social media back then. So we got a ton of emails. So it wasn't like the instant, 
you know, spreading oh, yeah. online. So oh, yeah, you're right. we had a little chat room, but yeah. Huh? What is this guy saying? One of the uh, listeners wrote, also the entrance stages suck. They should have had an actual skull instead. Are you saying like an actual human being skull for Bray Wyatt's <laughs> lantern? <laughs> oh, Actually, having them come out of a giant skull tonight would have been pretty uh, cool, I, I think. That would have been cool. Oh, like the entrance itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. They had a uh, Survivor Series, the Deadly Games, where yes. they had that. Yeah. Yes. And Vince could have dressed up as Satan and like painted his face red and come out. They could have gone full hell theme tonight. Oh man, we'll get to the main event. <laughs> Good God! Um, all right. So after that, we had Chad Gable, uh, Shorty Gable, not Shorty G. Tomorrow uh, sh- it will be shortened to Shorty G. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what, they got it trademarked versus Baron Corbin. Another match announced today. Um, it wasn't bad. The the crowd did not give a shit though about this match at all. Of course they don't. Yeah. Which is a shame because Bassmaster G, I think, is a pretty talented wrestler. And um, it was nice to see him get a win. Listen, I'm a fan of Crunkmaster G and all as well. But the problem with it is, you see what we're doing there? A little shout out to Kelly <laughs> Bundy, but always butcher their name. Um, but um, he's good. He's really good. He's super talented, obviously. He's a freaking legit all American amateur wrestler, right? He's a, a, yeah. a legit badass. This is corny, though, what they're doing with them. Well, and Corbin with the STD chance tonight, like, man, The Rock can get anything instantly institutionalized over. I, I think I think this will last another week or two. It, you know, remember when he tried to get oh, people oh, chanting oh, popcorn oh. fart at coach and it lasted like two weeks? And they don't always land, but I'm just saying land. this one, you know? Yeah. Um, I, I man, uh, I feel like Chad Gable lost a lot of his charisma when he cut his hair. He just looks like a uh, mm-hmm. like Samson. Looks, There's yeah, something he, off. It doesn't look right. I don't know what it is. And he's wrestling good matches. Don't get me wrong. He is. It doesn't. It doesn't look like a star as much. And he did have more charisma. Felt like back when he was in NXT and ta- that tag team with Jason Jordan. Yeah. Between the two, dude, he was the damn color. He was definitely like the, the the color, if you will, of that team. Mm-hmm. He was all over the place. I thought with charisma. Yeah, he was the charismatic one. Jason Jordan was the size guy. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. 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 But uh, you know, yeah, Gable picked up the win here. Uh, when Corbin grabbed a scepter, he was going to hit Gable with it. Gable ducked. The referee grabbed it. Gable rolled Corbin up and got the pin. Which, so. and, and they announced him as the winner as Shorty Gable. Okay, so now do we see what happened here? Here this kid finally gets a win, okay, and a huge win. We have, I can go on for 20 minutes on why Baron Corbin should not be losing right now. He's just one king of the ring. You're trying to take him more seriously. He's doing well. You don't throw a loss at him right now i get upsets can happen it shouldn't matter but it should matter right after winning king of the ring he just won it yeah um but back to uh shorty g he wins this huge match and that's how you like finish it off by calling him it's literally lighting something on fire and pissing on that fire to put it out yeah. that's literally what that is it's a, it's an embarrassment they should i don't get why they're doing it to him yeah yeah i mean it's uh they can't possibly think there's money in it, garage. They can't possibly think, oh, this is a great idea. This is going to really get him over. This feels like a ribbon or a joke or something mean and stupid. I, they're 
they, they don't have the, in my opinion, with AEW and these other companies coming up, Raj, they don't have that luxury anymore to play ribs on guys. But, I know. I feel like this is one of those cases where the king of the ring is going to hurt Corbin as opposed well, to help him. I think it's going to bring him more to the mid card as opposed to elevating him up to more to main event. I mean, he was close to the main event earlier this summer. I mean, they were putting him in the main event, but fans didn't bite him there. But he was getting there. And yes. now he's improved greatly, and now he's falling farther down. With he's him. ready, though. He is so ready for the main event right now. Yeah. But he's, how's that going to look, though, on Raw going forward? What the main event scene's going to be after tonight? You know what I mean? I mean, it's it's still going to be uh, it's still going to be the Fiend, right? I mean, clearly that's not done. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. All right. Well, what was after that? So after that, we went to the SmackDown Women's Title Match: Charlotte Flair oh. versus Bailey. So the other half of the Four Horsewomen. Um, this was there. I don't know. I just felt like it never got it never got warmed up. Like it it was uh, it was just in a, a bad spot of the show. And uh, the ending saw Bailey arguing with the referee, and Charlotte hit her with a big boot. Uh, Charlotte hit the figure four, Bridget into the figure eight, and Bailey tapped out. So Charlotte Flair winning the SmackDown Women's Championship ten times, mm. Women's Champion. Wow! Because she's going to top her dad like in, in a few weeks. <laughs> you guys, not, you guys, the fans on Twitter, said it was way premature to say that. When I said Charlotte will go down in history as the greatest female of all time, dude, she mm. easily will. So if Bailey doesn't snap tomorrow on Raw or yeah. Friday on SmackDown, I think she's not. I'm not going to ever say she's done, but she's. I mean, she just lost the plot. She's going to be back where she was a year ago. I hope not. I Her heel not. turn that was the worst heel turn this year. Remember, <laughs> remember, Glenn, you were comparing. Bailey eventually turning heel to Hulk Hogan when he turned heel. Well, it should have been. <laughs> no, we, we, we all have had that. That's not, that's not a unique or original perspective. We've talked about it. If done correctly, it yeah. would have been. It should have been big. And, and, and this and is where we're at. Glenn wanted it that exact way, that black and white, if you will, going from red and, red and yellow the next night to black and white, right? Exactly. Yeah. Um, I was like all right let's give him a chance here let's get that that obviously going for a slow burn here and how she turns is what i'm guessing try to give them benefit of that with this sure. because it's so obvious she has to be heel and we need to see those heel tendencies we need to hear the heel promos we need to hear we need to get there so i'm trying to give them the benefit of the doubt and then this happens i don't get it and I instead do not get it exactly that, that, instead that of doing like, that that girl, in per- go, ahead. Oh, go ahead that girl is a baby face again is where the money is in her and a good heel run would have made her even bigger time as a baby face and go back to what i first said she could have been in this company which is the female john cena as far as selling merch goes yeah and instead she's in purgatory where no one gives a shit (sighs) by doing a half-assed heel turn the people that want to cheer her don't and the people that want to boo her don't no more half measures either take her full baby face or full heel not this crap we've been seeing yeah. So apparently, last uh, the other night, we were talking about DJ Marshmallow. Apparently, he's a huge deal. <laughs> I did see that on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. And, and last night, we were watching, you know, we were listening to Pandora, and like at least four songs came on. It was DJ Marshmallow. It's like, it's one of those things where you never hear someone until you hear them, and then you realize they've been all over the place. So, he's a DJ? Yeah, yeah. So he's like Ka- Khaled, Khalid. DJ Khaled. Khaled. DJ Khaled. Yeah. 
He's not. I don't think he's quite as big as him, but he's the next the next big thing. So okay. this is a big deal. So anyway, uh, apologies to DJ Marshmallow. <laughs> I don't know. Jury's still out. On not time will tell. Hashtag jobber. Time will tell whether uh, history remembers Parker Lewis more than DJ Marshmallow in the grand annals of time. <laughs> But we had a 24-7 title change. Uh, Carmella backstage gets rolled up by Tamina Snuka, and Tamina runs off. So Tamina's back. Good. Uh, Good The Usos are also back. They were at uh, SmackDown backstage. Um, Yeah, so there you go. Tamina Snuka is back. Are they using her last name again now? No, Tamina. Okay, I was going to (laughs) say. That would be newsworthy. Yeah. All right, so a lot to unpackage here. Uh, so next, Hell in the Cell for the WWE Universal title, Bray Wyatt versus Seth Rollins. And now this whole match was done with the red light that they used to use for Kane early yeah. on. Um, I love it. it. I you like it? it? I loved it. I felt like it gets it gets hard to watch after a while. I would think, especially live, I would think it, it just gets hard. It, like Kane, they had it for like a month or two, and then they got rid of it. I'm sure they will with with Bray Wyatt. I remember mm-hmm. with Sin Cara, they were doing that for a while too. Yeah. But um, uh, but it looked cool at the beginning. You know, it looked like a horror movie. Bray Wyatt just kind of destroying Seth Rollins early on. Uh, Seth getting a comeback. Bray kept coming back. Uh, at the end, it just got freaking stupid. Um, yeah, it went way too far. Rollins hit like 30 curb stomps. You keep getting one count. So the fans would start booing, thinking that Seth was going to win. So they'd start booing. Yeah. But then when uh, Bray White would kick out at one, they start cheering again. Mm-hmm. Then he covered uh, Bray's face with a chair and then mm-hmm. got a toolbox out and was like hitting it with hammers. And there was then a mallet. A mallet. <laughs> yeah, then he got a sledgehammer. Uh it just got so stupid. He put a ladder across his face with a chair in there as well and took the tool, uh, what do you call it? The tool, um, come on. What is Toolbox. It? Toolbox and swung a, generally, a 40-pound, obviously it's a gimmick one, but we're supposed to believe a 40-pound toolbox into this ladder and chair that smashes his face and nothing happens. How about that chair shot to the head? Well, I know how they <clears throat> did it, but, I mean, that looked brutal as hell. They were trying so hard, and it just it just reeked of it. Like they were trying too hard to make it a horror movie, as opposed to the fiend being this uh, this a threat. They went from being the Undertaker to being Freddy Krueger, and you know what Jason. I mean? Yeah, to Jason and Freddy Krueger, whatever. And it, it just got it just got ridiculous. Ridiculous. The no selling on his part was, like I was saying earlier, it was really well done with the kendo stick and some of the other spots in there. The kick out on one originally, the kick out a little, the curb stomps, all very plausible. It makes sense. He's a monster. That works. But it got again. I go back to I was telling this earlier. Undertaker when he first started, and he was doing the whole sit up gimmick at first, and he was no selling people's stuff. They at least did the next thing you have to do after that. Put the guy over. He had to win. Can you imagine if this happened to Undertaker early on in his career where they started doing this crap? It would never. It would never have happened. And that's the difference between today and yesterday is they're so darn worried about getting these guys that need wins, wins. I don't understand the logic in it. We're not the only one that thinks obviously. We heard the fans. Maybe he's going to SmackDown. Maybe Fox wants him, and that's why they didn't and, put the Raw title on. And 
So then you don't put him in this match. You get him out of it. He commits yeah. homicide somewhere. He does something crazy. He burns down a church somewhere. Or he does something insane. He's, he's a monster. He's satanic. He's this bad human being. Whatever. At least, uh, at least they weren't projecting images of worms on the ring this time. Wait, so this wait not... what is this guy saying? He's saying we said that Bray needed to lose a title. What? Uh, nope. No, we never said that. Even... He okay. doesn't have a title. What are you talking about? No, we said Bray doesn't need the title. And he yeah. shouldn't have been in the title match to begin with. Yes. But what now he... that he's in, he should have won. Sure as hell shouldn't be walking out without it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because you paint that's literally painting yourself in a corner where tonight they did the only thing they could do because he couldn't lose. So they had to have a screwy finish to uh, get themselves out of this conundrum. Yeah. So anyway, uh, the match continued. He hit, you know, the sledgehammer and all this Ooh. stuff. It got just um, finally. Uh, he, what, what, what was it that caused the? It was the sledgehammer that caused the DQ. Using it like Rollins. a sledgehammer, not Triple H style, to the stomach. Right. Yeah. So he brought the sledgehammer in, and then the referee called for the DQ. I believe that is the first ever DQ in a Hell in a Cell yeah. match ever. Last year was no contest between Braun and Roman. This year. Uh, a DQ and the crowd just shit all over, all over it. it. I mean, they were read, really quick. Read that comment um, as part of your report, Raj. Which WWE one? Turned... Oh, yeah. Which one? Uh, right, WWE yeah. turned Bray Wyatt into a normal guy when they called for the bell and brought the medics out. The medics completely turned him into some normal guy. So that happened after the match. They brought the medical team out like you would for anybody. Are you kidding me? Again, I go back to Undertaker when he was a rookie. Would, would they do that with him? No. He wouldn't be in that predicament to begin with. Wasn't he, there more you know, than – I'm sorry, Matt. Wasn't there more than one year in Hell in a Cell where they literally – like the promos, everything people were saying, the only rule is there are no rules? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I mean that's that's been the whole point. I mean that's the point of a Hell in a Cell. It's supposed to be the, the ultimate gimmick, right? Like the ultimate yeah. – Finality of a feud. mark on the end of a feud. The period at the end of a sentence. There's no way out of it. That's what it's supposed to be. All right. So they brought the medics in and all this. And then uh, eventually the Fiend recovered, put the mandible claw on Seth Rollins. But by this time, the crowd was done. They did not care. They were chanting. First, they were chanting restart the match, which didn't happen. Uh, then they were chanting refund. They were chanting uh, AEW. I mean, they were chanting bullshit. Um I mean, they just shit this, the bed on this. And this was Sacramento. If this had been Philadelphia, trash might have entered the ring and people may have lit it on fire first. I, I agree. I agree with that, Mitch or Orobsky. Or Orobsky, Mitch and Mike. Um, yeah, he's saying, uh, one of our readers said, you can see how they couldn't possibly have known that this was going to be a terrible finish. Yes, I don't know how that how they figured these things out either. Yeah. Um, are they that far removed? where they don't care we had a point where they're there uh, i mean maybe they thought because bray was going to kill him afterwards that the fans would have gotten back but they didn't i mean they had bray put the minimal claw on seth afterwards and and uh seth had these blood capsules in his mouth so he's like spitting up blood and the fans did not give a shit they were just like they were done i mean this was ripped off they feel yeah yeah I mean, yep. you, you wait the whole night for that match. The Fiend, you know, it's, a, it's the immovable force. For, what is it? The irresistible force versus the immovable object. Yeah. As, far as, as far as two people that don't lose, right? Yep. So which one's it going to be? Well, it sure as hell can't be Bray Wyatt, obviously, everyone's thinking. And mm -hmm. you wait all night to see this. 
and then that's the turnout. You know, I don't blame the fans. And look at the advanced press they did for this. I'm sure you saw the clips of Bray Wyatt all over <laughs> Bay Area television. Clearly, they uh, <laughs> believe in this guy, and they're setting this guy up. He's over in a big, big way. I'm shocked. Uh, the only thing I could think of is that Fox has this earmarked, and not a long-in-the-works decision, but Fox in recent weeks has decided they want him on SmackDown, which is why they couldn't pull the trigger tonight. I, uh, I mean, I don't know. You you saw that uh, that picture of the Fox executives ringside, right? Yeah. Uh, looking confused during Firefly Funhouse? Yeah, just like, what the hell is this? This isn't the sports-oriented, uh, uh, you know, uh, content we were talking about. But regardless, you know, whatever. It was a big miss, but it happens. Um, this was the worst WWE pay-per-view. This was the worst wrestling pay-per-view I've seen at least a year, but wow, it happens. I'm sure, you know, Crown Jewel, they're loading that up. Um Survivor really, Series, there's no, there's nothing in sight for what they're going to do at Survivor Series, but they're loading up Crown Jewel. They have some really cool opportunities coming up, though. We Cain Velasquez, Brock, we got Braun Strowman, we and uh, what's his name, uh, Tyson, Tyson Fury. Fury. Um, we've got obviously um, Bray Wyatt. Um, we got other Daniel Bryan storyline. Um, hopefully, it turns eventually. Um, we have some cool prospects out there, at least. You know, hopefully it comes to fruition. A lot and Seth versus Bray again. They can't beat Bray. It's too soon. You can't beat him this year. So either Bray wins the title or you you move on. And mm. I guess with the draft, they could do that. They could have The Fiend move to SmackDown and never beat Seth. And yeah. Seth stays on Raw. And then that way you get out of that. Which actually I could kind of see I mean, happening. Let's look at it this way. If you want a guy to be a glass half full guy here for a second. At least they didn't beat him. Yeah. Mm. Because I would have, oh, I would have yeah. put my own head through my TV screen. I think, but it's what we <laughs> talked about with Sasha. What happened to Clash of Champions? Like oh. a DQ finish. I mean, a non-win is is for a non-win for a title might as well be a loss. It's a momentum killer. Yeah, yeah. She should yeah. have gone over tonight. I know you can't beat Becky, so but what do you do? Yeah, yeah. you don't book them together. That's what you do. So, yeah, like we said uh, earlier, the fans were pissed. They were chanting refund, AEW at the end, and that's how they left. So, in a week when your competition beats you, bad. On Wednesdays. It beat on a Wednesday. Brand on Wednesday. Uh -huh. By 57%. Uh, and their demo, in the prime demo, they beat SmackDown last week. Uh, they beat Raw most weeks, what they do in that demo, in the 18 to 49. It's, you know, it's... Uh, it's probably not the right week to start doing a pay-per-view or piss off all the fans. No. And, it, and losing losing their trust. No. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, we do. Have, this is one of our largest live audiences we've had for a non-Big Four pay-per-view in a while. So thank you, guys. Fired. Yeah, thank you. Exactly. They're fired up. They're pissed. They want us to vent on their behalf, for <laughs> right? sure. Yeah, exactly. That's what I do when I watch sports shows after these things are over. You know what I mean? I want to see if LeBron just laid him up for 75 points. I want to go see everybody put LeBron over now on this talk shows. Or, you know what I mean? Yeah. And vice versa with this and something negative happening because you know how this is. These people, And I say that it's their trust because it is their trust. When people voice their opinions, they get pissed and they chant what they chant. They're not doing it to be smarks. They're not doing it to be cute. They're doing it because they're freaking pissed. They paid their harder money to be entertained. They emotionally invested in somebody and something like you told them to do. They went along with it. 
you gotta pay them back at the end. You can't do you can't do this crap, especially with competition now breathing down your neck. Not breathing down your neck, but you know, yeah. out there on different channels now. Well, yeah. you can't do this anymore. Let's not forget a good contingent of the fan base is still pretty pissed about the Kofi thing on Friday, him getting squashed in a heartbeat by Brock. Mm-hmm. For good reason, too. We yeah. were told to believe in him and invest in him. We all eventually did. Yeah. If I didn't do this podcast, well, if I didn't do this podcast, I probably would have stopped watching every oh single God. episode a long <laughs> while say, ago. I would say I'm sure I'd come back and trickle back in somewhere. Well, if yeah. this was a movie, the storyline with Kofi would be that he comes back and eventually beats Brock. But we know that's not happening, <laughs> right? That's not yeah. happening. Um, it's it, Kofi fades away and he's going to become back to where he was upper mid card, mid card, you know, and uh, they buried him. I mean, so they, here, they hurt here, him. Here's where it gets tough for me to understand the, the, the logic they're using at times because they did jump on the, the train listening to the fans when Kofi got hot, right? Mm-hmm. They did. They did. It took them a little while to do it with Daniel Bryan. They did it kicking and screaming. They did not want to do it for Daniel Bryan, but they had no choice because listening to the fans, I'm saying. Right. Why? How do they not hear this? How do they not know that this was going to be the reaction? Yeah. Their job is to read audiences everywhere they go. That's their only job, really. Yeah. Now it's it where they get to a point where they don't have to think they have to answer to them anymore. And now right. with another company out there, they're more than ever going to have to start answering to them. Yeah. I think between Fox, between Saudi Arabia, I'm telling you, it's hubris. It's hubris in that Vince feels like yeah. he's untouchable right now. And what does he care what the fans are saying? He's well, making bank and he's going to, he's lit. And by the way, he's going to take it all with him. He's going to be the first person to get buried with his fortune. <clears throat> Well, know, to be fair, I did I did think that Brock winning was the right move. Like, uh, but yeah, sure, he shouldn't have won like that. Like, he sh- it should have been at least give Kofi something because you've just uh, negated every all this stuff you did for the past year. Not all of it, but like seventy percent of it is just done. And yeah. real quick, Glenn. Also, by the way, Brock has been dying to be a chicken shit heel forever since I can remember first worked with him. Yeah. I swear to God. And what would be so bad if he cheated? He doesn't need to cheat. That's the heat. Right. He yeah. doesn't need to cheat. Just like he didn't need me and Nathan Jones' heaters. He's a monster himself. That's yeah. the heat. There yeah. lies it. He could have cheated in that match at Kofi and done something stupid, you know, and then just cheated to win. It wouldn't have hurt Brock whatsoever. It would have gotten more heat than anything else because why did you have to cheat to do that? That's ridiculous. That's like stabbing somebody after you shot them. That's ridiculous. <laughs> or you know what they could have done? which would have been awesome is you have Brock killing him at the beginning, like with Daniel Bryan. Then Kofi gets a comeback, starts looking like he's going to win. Biggie turns on him, power slams Kofi, goes to the back. Brock, F5, boom, the end. I would kill for that because I want him to be a heel so bad. He was so good. It would have been a huge swerve. The Fox audience, you got millions, you know, three and a half million plus watching. Big star now in Big, big, big stage for him, too. Exactly. I don't know. Yeah. uh, I just think he didn't need to have a match as good as Daniel Bryan, but he should have at least had a match as good as the one Finn Balor had against Brock. Yeah. 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 So, but they didn't. (laughs) You know, that's that's WWE. But they didn't. (laughs) Yeah. Marcus Um, wrote Invade Stanford. (laughs) (laughs) Could you imagine? I see that as being like the invade area 51 thing. People like, hey, everybody, we're going to go to Stanford and tell Vince and everyone how we really feel. And five people show up holding signs. Yeah. Yeah. 
Kofi got squashed. So TS Midi 3000 running. Kofi got squashed, but Brock was acting like a wuss towards a UFC guy most people never heard of. Cain Velasquez is a big star. He uh, is. But do you think our audience knows him? Do you think all those little kids? He got a big reaction coming out. So enough people knew that. Uh, yeah. yeah. I watched it back again. I agree with you guys. Oh, he should have had a much bigger to do with his entrance coming out. And he looked very unimpressive looking. Yeah. I mean, Tyson Fury, I mean, Tyson Fury doesn't have a great body either, but but by wearing the shirt and he looked more like a star. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So that was that worst pay-per-view I think of the year by far. Um, Except, I don't know, breaking point. I can't even remember what that was, but that might've been, (laughs) I think this was worse. Uh, So anyway, who, so from here we go to Crown Jewel. So Cain uh, Velasquez we saw on can SmackDown just, the other night. Can I just quash this really quick because this is annoying me. This comment. This is what WWE wanted. Seth even acknowledged the booze while looking down at Bray. They're trending number one on Football <laughs> Sunday. Getting reaction, good or bad, is all they're looking for. P.S. I've worked in the business, so yes, I understand how that works. And wanting a reaction is all they care about, right? I promise you, the closeout of the show fading to black was not AEW. <laughs> refund an aew chance that's not what they're looking for no they're not going for that they're not going for that look i promise yeah um yeah not breaking point what was that what was the one called uh turning point stomping grounds yes stomping grounds dna (laughs) stomping grounds all right so uh so came velasquez and brock lesnar is going to happen at crown jewel so Wow. And then apparently Tyson Fury and Braun Strowman is going to happen at Crown Jewel too. I feel like that's too much of the uh, the crossover. Two have doing the two same kind of crossover matches and one show um, seems like overkill. They they got to please their uh, their the, the KSA the people that are writing them these big checks. And I think the last one they did was I mean with Goldberg versus Undertaker. I mean they're they're running out of these big matches to justify how the much, tens of millions of dollars they're getting. How much did they get again? What was it, Raj? It's it's it like more than like, mania. Yeah, it's like forty million a show, is is kind of what it comes out to. Oh my goodness! So yeah. seriously, like if 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 KSA if they say hey we want marshmallow versus the new day in a three on one handicap match, they're gonna make it happen. Apparently, marshmallow is gonna cost a lot because he's a big deal. <laughs> huge, much bigger than Dead Mouse, who I thought was the most famous DJ that wore a mask. Mm. That was a buckethead. You remember Buckethead, Guns N' Roses, oh, yeah. the new Buckethead. Guns N' Roses? All right. Um, anyway, so Cain uh, Velasquez, Brock Lesnar. Obviously, so what do you think they're going to do? Do you think they're going to have do a Goldberg kind of thing where Cain beats him quick and that leads to a rematch? Mm-hmm. Or is this just Brock yes. just beating Cain and then they move on? Oh, it depends. Do we know how long Cain is there for? So Kane uh, has pulled himself out of the USADA drug testing pool. So that means basically he's counting on his MMA career being done. So he sees this as his future. Um, but he's had like no training, right? Like he's done a little bit in AAA, uh, you know, very planned spots. But as you know, Matt, as we've seen with Ronda, it takes a while to yes. to get good at it. Yeah. Ronda was a prodigy. She excelled yeah, quick, but... Um, it took her a while before she was having good matches on her own. So are they signing him to like a real deal? Like, like a three-year deal, Cain Velasquez? He's got to be. 
I mean, he's definitely signed on for... So Kane is saying that he's not signed on, but there's no way that's possible because AEW has said that they're interested in Kane. There's no way they're going to risk Kane doing this angle with Brock Lesnar on Fox in front of 4 million people, and then it shows up on AEW on Wednesday. So they've got him signed to something. So at least for this one event. Yeah. Really quick, though, let me ask you a question. With Brock not being in WWE, Kane to me is not worth anything. Right, he's, he's the Brock stopper essentially. So, so he's Brock's kryptonite, so to speak. So that's his worth for me as a fan watching. I'm a huge UFC mark, I am, but I don't have any value for him whatsoever as a wrestler unless it's beating Brock's ass right. and giving him his comeuppance. But so my question is, how long is Brock there for? That could give us a good timetable on what they would sign Kane for. I think Brock is pretty much there until a year, two years, until until he decides to retire. So gotcha. I, Brock's going. For, he's not going back to MMA now. So shouldn't he's? I mean, he's Get WWE for life. WWE right now. They're getting the, the money these guys are getting now is insane to me. I can't believe how much. It's great. I'm happy for every one of them. Yeah. It's awesome. I mean, I mean, that's why CM Punk is putting his nose back. back in. Hey Matt, when you get um, robocalls from a 203 area code, do you like perk up for a second? You're like Stanford is calling me. So no, I always know so that okay. I never cared <laughs> because I'm from there. That's where I, that was my old area code where I'm from in Fairfield, Connecticut. Yeah, but everyone else used to say that. Like other wrestlers, they just get nervous <laughs> that the axe was coming. Yeah, something. right. <laughs> like, oh, shit. That's like JTG when he was like, why did I answer my damn phone? <laughs> 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 All right. So there we go. Came to last was Brock Lesnar. Tyson Fury versus Braun Strowman at Crown wow. Jewel. Uh, SmackDown ratings. So SmackDown. Um, so. Right, uh, a big a big number is kind of what I predicted. I had said originally I was predicting four and a half to five million with all the legends, with Undertaker, wow. all those guys. And then after the show that aired, I was like, okay, three and a half to four million, and they did <laughs> three point nine million. So, um, yeah, I mean, it, it's a good number. Um, obviously, that's, that's going to fall greatly. Uh, that's not considered like a huge success or a huge number, Roger. Well, so Raw Reu- Raw 25 um, a year and a half ago on USA without all the football promotions at 4.5 million. And so it did way more than this show only a year and a half ago. Um, but they had Undertaker and all the stars and, you know, and that's kind of what I thought they were going to do on this show. And it's kind of good that they didn't. But um, it, when I went in to do the Fox 35 gimmick last uh, this past Friday, the ads all had like demon film Finn Balor, for instance, was in his demon costume. It had Charlotte Flair. It had Becky. It had Kofi in some of them. It had AJ, a little small AJ doing his forearm, flying behind everybody's face in one of them. But like the ads did not have Taker, Sting, or any of the legends. So so I wonder if it was like that across all the other Fox channels as well. If it wasn't an actual commercial, what did the print ad look like? So online, back. they were advertising Undertaker, Steve Austin. I mean, under Steve Austin, they were advertising till like the day of. His and, face? Yeah. Yeah. So Undertaker was asked why he wasn't there. And he even responded on social media. He wrote, I was told I wasn't needed. Um, which, can you imagine telling Undertaker that? Um, no. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin, uh, he was advertised the day of, uh, never appeared. He posted a, a photo on Instagram where it, where it made it look like he was home, you know, like he wasn't even at the show. Well, to be fair, I, we, we always keep saying we don't 
we want them to continue to move forward with the sure. newer stars, right? So I see both sides of this. One, you use the legends to pop a rating, but then you hope they see some of the younger stars and latch onto that, you know. But I'm kind of proud of them. I got to be honest, in a little bit of a way that they did go with their own horses for this. Sure, but then either don't advertise them, or if you do, do it in a dark segment for the crowd. So the crowd, a lot of people oh, bought tickets for. Oh well, yeah, no, yeah, you're right. they're, they're expecting right. Taker and Austin. True. And they don't get them. And when the lights went out and came back on, they were like, what the hell? And they were, so some fans were chanting AEW at the end um, that were pissed, (laughs) (laughs) which is because that's the new CM Punk chant. But yeah, I mean, man, WWE, this false advertising, you got competition now, you know. This is why it's good, a good thing. You know, they have a little bit of competition. I know I was saying they're not real competition. They still got more. Okay, great. Good story. Yes, they do. But still, mm-hmm. they've already seen the changes that have started with having some competition. I'm hoping it's able to make improvements all across the business. You guys, you fans at home should too. Yeah. Like false advertising, for example, or people that should be winning matches that we all are paying our money to see win matches should be winning matches. And they actually go through with it yeah. because they have someone breathing down their neck that doing it so far, knock on wood, the right way. So we got a really big audience. Let's let's way. talk real quick about uh, this past week, the past seven days. What would you say was your favorite wrestling show of the past seven days? Oh, I was hoping you were going to ask me this. <laughs> this is, I mean, I'm not trying to be a mark, like, like a complete mark here, but I, I can't. I, okay, AEW, the the entire show. Who about you, Glenn? I mean, AEW for me, switching back and forth, I think killed my enjoyment of both NXT and AEW. I'm going to say SmackDown up until the ending. I thought SmackDown was fantastic. I, I got to say AEW, just because of how different it was as well, and and uh, and the having that competition in the uh, I, the space. I did not move a lot of times during these shows because I have DVR and stuff. I, I will fast forward through the commercials. And, and things of that nature. Um, this is the first show I've actually sat there and watched through commercial breaks and wasn't going to hmm. miss anything. Do you know what I mean? With that, also having to watch the NXT on my in between here and there. Like that show had me glued, is what I'm saying. My attention span. Yeah. When I watched it live, I was watching that with NXT. So it was just kind of, and, and then being online, social media, it was just going back and forth. And I rewatched AEW and it was even Same better. Here. You know, it was even better, I thought, the second time. I thought by, so by too. Itself. Seriously, I thought so too. Yeah. Hmm. NXT, I tried watching it uh, as well. I watched it. I don't know, man. It was it, the matches are good, but that setting, I'm just so it's just nothing new. It's just it's mm. I don't know. I'm I'm the full sale setting. It does nothing for me. It yeah. looks small scale. Yeah, I could see them uh, soon testing some road stuff, right? Yeah, but you got to also fill those buildings if you're going to do it, right? Like mm-hmm. you can say, like we're going to take NXT on the road, but you also got to draw the crowds. So, anywho, all right. Well, I think that's about it. Yeah, uh, t- tomorrow night, Monday Night Raw. Me, Matt, Justin Labar. No, it'll be me tomorrow. Oh. Now we're back to our regular schedule. So Justin will be on Wednesdays. I'm on Mondays. 
Man, I'm looking forward to podcasting with Justin again. Uh, <laughs> well, you got it. You got it coming on Wednesday. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, cool. Uh, he's BP Matt Morgan on Twitter. He's Rajgiri underscore 303. Wrestling Inc. is the website. I'm Glenn Rubenstein. You can find me on Twitter where I live tweet along with WWE programming. And until next time, we will catch you back here on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Take care.